welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I'm so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 9.5 that the editors love manipulating our thoughts through underscoring. Tribal lines are tested as a deceit is running rampant in Fiji. And it's time to talk about all things Survivor 43, Squid Games! And joining me to talk about it all is the fabulous Connor. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Survivor is back. Um, Things have been fun in Survivor. It's a little different than the past two seasons, but it still has that flair. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's been a good so far. Like I'm enjoying it. Um, it does seem like it's like kind of formulaic of like the different, you know, how the past couple seasons have been, mm-hmm. but there's some nice twists on it. Yeah. I, I think we um, are now falling into the trap of, okay, now we are casting the same types of minorities. Let's break it up even more. Let, let's, let, let's find others. Mm-hmm. Slowly survivors getting there. We're getting there. But how are you enjoying the season so far? Um, I'm I'm liking it. Like I'm still waiting for like that big like jumping out moment mm-hmm. maybe to happen, but um, it's been good. I really like the cast. Um, and yeah, the like the I really liked that we had the two hour premiere with only one person going home. So it's we have been getting to know pretty much all of the people in the cast. Maybe sure. a few that are not getting shown as much, but I think it's been exciting so far and um yeah i'm liking a lot of the casts so yeah it, it, i think for me it took till this episode for me to be like okay i kind of now i'm appreciating the cast um mm-hmm. because at first it's like i'm not i'm not vibing we're not vibing here right but now i think because some moves were made this episode that i was like okay i appreciate where we're going and i'm liking the journey that we're potentially going on mm-hmm. um yeah very very interesting group of players because some of them are just dumb yeah <laughs> and like they think they're smart but they're just dumb yeah they're just not putting a lot of thought into uh some of these moves <laughs> no no not at all and i almost wonder if it's because they watched season 41 and 42 and been like okay this is what's going to happen and they're like wait it's not happening like that it's a little different mm-hmm. dark let's dive into it it's morning, and Cody is walking on rocks with Jesse. Tribal went exactly how Cody planned it. They voted out Justine, but he regretted getting the beware advantage due to the beads of it all. He only had minutes, but thanks to NECA and Jesse, he got the beads and now has an idol. Now, we're going to discuss the beads a little later because we get a second chance to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very fascinating that he only had a short amount of time compared to our other player who gets maybe a day and a half at least to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesse is worried about Noel coming after him and he knows that Dwight is upset with him but Cody is like don't worry about it now sure dude don't worry about it that's, yeah. the, that's how Survivor works you never worry right <laughs> he's gonna be if you never worried you'd be Keith Nail right <laughs> always gotta be on your toes literally now Jesse and Dwight could not get on the same page because Dwight didn't have a vote so he played his game and he says Dwight is his island wife but if he doesn't want to get on board with him and Cody and Neca, he might just have to go next and he will sign the divorce papers. They really love this um, island wife thing. Straight people. I don't get them. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's still calling him his island wife, even though he's a guy. Yeah. Um, though Dwight, I don't think we know where he lands yet. He could, he could be a Mo, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, in terms of telling him not to worry about it, like that could come back to bite him for sure. And like Jesse definitely 
lied a lot <laughs> to ever um noel's everybody he's he, he he's an interesting one now Dwight and Noel have a chat about Jesse as they ponder if Jesse will stay with Cody and Neca, and it scares Noel, and rightly so. Dwight is not mad about Jesse, but he's wary of him. He's going to make him sleep on the couch, and once again, we're going back to this um, this <laughs> marriage uh, yep. thing because I get I, I guarantee you, it's one of those story producers being like, "Your island husband and wife, make it a thing. Keep talking about it. Make yeah. metaphors." <laughs> yeah, but they're definitely trying to push that as, as much as they can. I'm sure. Now, this woke up Dwight of how Jesse plays the game, but tells Noelle that he still wants to play with him. Meanwhile, Noelle will admit that Justine, it was her fault having the perception that they were joined at the hip because she claims that they really weren't. And I don't believe that, but that's your truth, sis. You you run with it. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was pretty, pretty clear that they were a duo. <laughs> yeah, so. I think she was like results oriented here and being like, no, no, we weren't that close. But yes, you were. Yeah you, yeah. you got played. Yep. Noelle says that this was a 100% wake-up call at Tribal. She was on the bottom, but everything she has been through, she's never been a poor, woe-is-me person. So it's a new day. She will do everything it takes to get on her feet in this game. Her words, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder if that was another thing the producers were, like, beating that up. <laughs> I was like, but, oh, my God, know, she's she's leaning into it. Yeah. I mean, she did say well, later in the episode that she likes to uh, – stick around and make leg jokes or whatever <laughs> she did she did she did say that um, so we're gonna watch nick braid dwight's very short hair as she tells noelle and dwight that she wants to go back to traveling and she talks about a mission team in the northeastern nigeria where they have 300 kids where she could work closely with them this is part of her motivation to win a million dollars they take in families that were displaced either by the Boko Haram or families that converted from Islam to Christianity and then were thrown out. And she shares that two years earlier, the camp was burned down by insurgents and she really wants to be able to help out and make a change. She says the people were thankful and grateful that no lives were lost. She tells them that sometimes she complains about her first world problems, but she says, suck it up, chick, and go win a million dollars. I found this fascinating, very interesting that this scene was included because I was like, huh, a NECA boot is definitely on the horizon. Yeah, that seems to be like the, I mean, it was nice to, you know, see some personal content from her, but I feel like that's um, been a trend. Mm -hmm. And I (laughs) will go back to what I alluded to in the intro about the editors using manipulation through underscoring. Her underscoring for her moment was kind of like sad and somber. When we get to someone else who is on the chopping block, it was very triumphant. So I was like, yep. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got, I got, I see what we're doing here. They're definitely tricking us. <laughs> they, they love it. They really think that we're dumb and we've never watched this show, but yep. <laughs> ladies, it's been on for 43 seasons. We, we, we know, we know. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish that I didn't have that brain anymore. Cause I would love to watch reality TV without knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like I just want to be a casual <laughs> And I feel like I've mentioned that so many like times. Clear tricks. I mean, especially watching like shows like Drag Race, where it's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, similarities in the editing style. But um, yeah, do you watch I, the international I would, seasons? I not think about it. <laughs> Sorry. Do you watch the international seasons of Drag Race? Um, I have seen a few. I haven't like been keeping up with all of them, but I've seen um, the UK seasons besides the most recent. They love to use those US tricks like they're doing it for the first time ever for these audiences. The thing with Drag Race is we all kind of watch the international seasons because it's drag and it's a special unique thing. Mm -hmm. They're really bad at editing. They got to work on it. (laughs) All right, let's move over to Team Yellow, the Baca tribe. Um, We're going to see Gabler is sleeping on the beach, which has Janine and Ellie discussing that it's the little things that are ticking him off because he doesn't have enough food or water. Uh, side note, the gash on Janine's chin is nasty. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I feel bad for her. <laughs> to get I that. would not be surprised if she had to get like cosmetic surgery after the show to like fix yeah. that up. Oh yeah. It's bad. And that was all from her trying to dig that trench in that first episode. Right. Oh, was it? I, yeah, I didn't even, I kind of forget what, what, what point that happened, but I, I think that's sense. what it was from when she got stuck. Yeah. That would make sense. Oh my god, I would hate for that to happen. Be like, oh my god, I'm a survivor. Oh my god, my life is ruined because my. And then the entire season, your face is like, you gotta, you know, have that. And that's gonna stick with you forever. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Because I don't think Janine's coming back anytime soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. All right. Well, Ellie has seen Gabler deteriorate, and that's why she's going to say, no, we're not going to go long-term with him. She says there is a lot of babying going on with him. She would like for him to go next, but they just don't know if his idol is still active for the next tribal council. Um, I will continue three episodes in to say, I just do not care for Ellie. Yeah. I, I had mixed feelings on Ellie. Um, I don't know. The first, I mean, there's also three women in a row voted out and <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but that first, yeah, the first boot, like I, I don't really, I feel like I don't really understand what what happened there. But right, um, yeah, I like wanted to like Ellie. I liked her in the preseason, but she reminds much. me of Tori, and we all know we hate Tori. Yeah, she's kind of dug herself in this hole, and like if she gets voted out because of it, then it's kind of on her. <laughs> so Gabler comes back to camp, to which he's like asks if he's okay he flat out says no because he couldn't get comfortable so he's gonna hibernate that's just not how you play a social game dude you gotta say oh yeah i'm fine i'm good thanks yeah don't tell the truth again to these people being stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) now on the beach the girls and sammy chat about how they hate that gabler's idol is still active but janine just doesn't know where the line is she wants to know what he thought and what he knows about his idol so we're gonna start scheming to find out Ellie wants to bring up how exciting that they can now use his idol as a fake now that it's expired and that is how she is going to get some information. Sam is like, so you want me to go ask? Or Ellie and Janine's like, no, Ellie, because she's closer. And the youth just comes screaming out of Sammy because he's like, you think you're closer to Gabler? And that face just showed so much hurt. Like he was back in middle school and his best friend may not actually be his best friend. (laughs) And also middle school was what like, Five years ago for him. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I mean, he's, it seems like he's playing well so far. He is. He, but yeah, they're willing to bring up this plan to him. Like it's a pretty like shows that you're very, you know, thinking very strategically. Yeah. It's early. So the fact that they trusted him enough to like talk about that though. Absolutely. Definitely shows he's uh, probably in the center of the tribe. Yeah. Sammy tells us that Ellie wants to make Gabler think his idol is dead and that she's running the show, but he thinks she's got an awesome close relations with everyone. We'll see how that goes. Cut to Sammy asking Gabler if he can still use the idol. And Gabler says he can, and Sammy just chuckles because he's like, ha Ellie, I just got one up on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sammy says that he, his tribe thinks he's 22, but little do they know he is 19 and he is about to outclass the 24-year-old and the 31-year-old psychologist how do you ask? Well, he straight up tells Gabler that they don't know that you know how the idol works. And I was like, oh my God, this is totally just a friend's moment about to happen. <laughs> the you know that I don't, they know that you know that episode of Friends. Are you a Friends fan? I'm not. <laughs> oh, so there's a whole like elongated episode where like, uh-huh. I think it was the beginning of the Chandler-Monica relationship thing where some people knew, but then they, the others didn't. And then it was a battle of who knows and yeah, it was a whole thing. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy. <laughs> Are you a Seinfeld fan? Um, I've seen a bit. I'm I'm de- I'm more of a Kirby enthusiasm. Okay, so you, you are not a 90s sitcom it. child. No, no, I was born in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, you're you're an infant. I got it. Fine. <laughs> anyway, Sammy is gonna leak that they know how it works because they looked in his bag. And I thought Gabler was just gonna be like Hulk smash, get pissed off about that, but he kept to school. He's fine. But Gabler knows that Ellie is a double agent and she's playing all sides and probably other sides, which I'm not really sure how that works because isn't all sides covering it all? Yeah. (laughs) A little repetitive there. A little bit repetitive. Gabler has his target on Ellie and she was his ally, but she's next. Now, Sammy's just going to go on a tour of bomb dropping as he tells Owen that the girls went through Gabler's bag, which Owen's like, I've been in the middle, so like I already knew that. So Gabler thinks it's great that Ellie is underestimating him as he works in an operating room with super specialized transcatheter valve surgery. I have no idea what the fuck that is, but that sounds hard. <laughs> it does sound very, <laughs> very, very difficult. The hardest thing that I do is editing, and that's I could say a monkey could do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the hardest thing about your job? Um, uh, I would say probably just all the data management 
Excel mm-hmm. kind of stuff. How, how could you use data management in Survivor? <laughs> um, get that I quote think- ready. Get the metaphor ready for Jeff. Yeah. The data management, Survivor is like data management because you're always trying to collect numbers. <laughs> there it is. That works. Yeah. There it is. All about numbers. You're getting on Survivor now. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I got to gotta perfect the uh, analogy a little bit, but it's the basic it's gist. It's there. It's there. <laughs> yeah. So Gabler says he's not a genius, but he's not a dummy. If he want, If she wants him to play a dummy, he will play along. So Ellie is back at camp asking Owen about his nuts and if he's seen them around. Why does she ask? Well, it's not because if they're they're edible or not. No, it's because she came in hard saying that they should all have a fake idol making day and straight up ask Gabler if they can use his beads from his idol because it's expired. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's expired. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of nice. You didn't have to use it, which Gabler's like, well, I did want to give it to my daughter for graduation. So, like, does she know that he knows that she knows? <laughs> does he know that she knows? Like, it's, it's literally this it's friend's episode. I'm going to send it to you. It's so <laughs> okay. dumb. Yeah, it's the thing that I also baffle, baffles me here is, like, Ellie, does she not think that Gabler would have read the piece of paper and the, the rules of, the like, the idol? Because it just, like, it's... No, it's she idol, thinks so he's like, dumb. Yeah, she thinks he's an idiot. Yeah, she does. I mean... Good for him that he's playing it, <laughs> playing right. the fact that he seems dumb. But now Gabler knows that Ellie runs down to the beach, tells Janine, and Gabler thinks his idol is no longer active, which we know is not true. The girls hug it out as they believe they got one on him, while Owen and Gabler are like, she easily tried to be slick and it did not work. And he's like, I'll be the hillbilly Kuhan Luke and surprise her tribal. Yeah. I have I not liked Ellie, and this is why. <laughs> I don't think. I like when people think they're the shit. This is a very good game moment from Gabler. And honestly, this is a great game moment from Sammy. With mm-hmm. it, without his tell to Gabler, Gabler may not have played Ellie here. Yeah, no, definitely a great move from Sammy. And I mean, yeah, they're just getting outplayed here. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, really wild. It seems like, but yeah, obviously Sammy telling him um, sealed the deal. And yeah, if they go if they go back to tribal anytime soon, it's I think it's very likely it would be Ellie. Yeah, and or which I I think because of a confessional last week from Janine being like being like oh it could go somewhere else. I think she might get like idled out or something. I could see that accidentally happening, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see because it's not this week. They're they're gonna be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um... I think they could, you know, could be the tribe that stays, um, keeps winning up until the merge. Yeah. Uh, they got a strong group, but, uh, let's move over to blue. It's birthday time for James on Coco. Remember them (laughs) every time I'm going to say it. I don't care. Uh, also today's my mom's birthday. So yay. Oh, happy birthday to her. Yeah. She's sleeping. Whatever. She's waiting. She's waiting for the movers to get here. Yeah. Shit. Um, (laughs) Now, Cassidy will tell us something non-strategic that they are on a high and have tons of food. She says they are a community until they slit each other's throats. And there it is. Mere seconds of non-game talk from Cassidy. This is literally all we've heard from this girl's mouth is something game-related. Yep. She I can't related. figure her out. Yeah, I don't know anything about her. <laughs> like, Maybe that's a sign of a but... It's one of those things where like, she's going hard gameplay... She's, we're not having a backstory, so she's probably not leaving anytime soon. So it's almost like the producers and editors want us to really know that she's a good player and you'll see it later on. Yeah. She's just not part of the story right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's just tangentially in there. and um... Because it could be a situation like Erica where we're like, who the fuck is this bitch? And all of a sudden she wins. And we're like, wait, but who was she in the beginning of the season? Yeah, I'm not saying Cassie's winning, but she's going to be there in the end. Possibly. Yeah, she could be like a late game threat, maybe. Yeah, um, We'll see. Like she, um, yeah, I kind of forgot she was on the season <laughs> up until yeah. the confessional. So like yeah, she's finally getting something, but uh, not enough like some of the other members of this tribe. Yeah. Well, we're going to see that they gave James a bracelet that they made for him. And if I were James, I'd be like, thank you. I'll use this to dupe the other tribes. Little do they know what's happening in the Beware Advantage. Yeah. 
it's James' birthday, and they, they tell him he can do anything he wants for his birthday. So he openly, out loud, with his mouth hole, says he's going to explore for idols. <laughs> this is your birthday, but you're still on Survivor. You're not allowed to be a complete dumbass. Yeah, what was that? Oh my gosh. Like I just can't believe he actually thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to tell everybody I'm going to go look for idols. I know he's in a decent place tribal-wise, but would you do that? No, no chance. I mean, like at first I was like, maybe he's saying like, oh, let's go as a, look as a tribe, but it's just <laughs> no. very. Uh, um, <laughs> that being said, um, I guess you can do anything on your birthday. Remember Richard Hatch just being naked season one? <laughs> yeah. What would Love you do me. for your birthday on Survivor? What would you want to celebrate? Um, I would make, I would just make, uh, I would have the tribe make like a celebratory meal saying happy mm-hmm. birthday of course um yeah and they go skinny dipping <laughs> skinny dip actually that would be would be a great idea <laughs> convince the whole tribe to hey that's how you bond yeah so we have Lindsay, who will tell him he knows the, what the risk of going off and exploring is but that is on his own she says the early days of no one wanting to paint a target on their back is over and she'd be shocked if someone didn't already have it so now this little peachy keen camp is no longer that as they all are like, uh, does anyone have an idol? Like they're all sitting around being like, so, well, anyone, <laughs> anyone, Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. Carla says they all have suspicions about everyone looking for idols. There's low key paranoia and you don't want it to fall into the wrong person's hands as it could destroy your game. So we're going to watch Ryan, Lindsay and Cassidy head off to the water for some fishing as Carla is about to escape for an idol hunt. She's off. She stops in the middle, and we will see the camera pan up and boom, tittering. There it is. And she gets it. It's another beware advantage. And she says that she is scared of the beware because she does not know what it's going to be. She may lose a vote. What will she do? At first, she says she's not risking it. She's going to leave it behind. Now, the move here would be to tell an ally that you found it and let them do it. We're going to see what Miss Carla does here. Back at camp, Carla poses a question to James about the type of advantages that are in the game. He does not believe they would be old school idols, so she asks him what he would do if he found one. And he says he doesn't know. And she says, well, we're here to take risks. And he's like, well, the risk is to win a million dollars. And that's the moment she's like, yeah, I'm going to go get it. It's my right. She sits there thinking, what would her wife think if she didn't take the advantage? And, well, she's going to go for a refill and gets it. What would you do in this moment? Um, I definitely would have hesitated a bit. Like, I mean, the beware advantage, you kind of know um, from these past few seasons, especially now that they've seen both 41 and summer 42, um, that you're probably going to lose your vote. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to weigh your... your um, your pros and cons but i feel like at this you just got to go for it you're on survivor you have probably this could be your only time you ever play um so you just gotta you gotta go for it and uh absolutely very very much rooting like so carla is probably my number one um rooting for this season um i actually played gay kickball with her so (gasps) um, oh my god that's amazing yeah i was very excited and her wife too um but i was very excited to see her in the season and she's playing hard and she's in a great spot too so like this moment i was like jumping for joy watching. that's amazing she's dc based um so she lived in dc a few years but she moved she and her wife moved um up to new jersey oh cool so, um, but. i think this is a really fascinating moment also because with my idea okay you tell your ally about this so they get it is she now saying that james is her number one because i thought it was geo mm-hmm. yeah that was that was very interesting i mean she seems to have close bonds with everybody on the tribe so i guess those yeah i really thought Gia was the number one but um carla and james yeah they could be a they could be a good interesting combo yeah unlikely duo yeah yeah for sure as we learned last week it's the same game as cody had she must um persuade horror cast members to give them their beads on the positive side she does have a lot more time than cody did she's got at least a day and a half at least what the show shows us yeah like until she goes to tribal i assume but like i think even my assumption is that even with this you can still like you lose your vote and then you still can like collect the beat after that um at at which point it would be kind of become easier because less people but uh yeah this was um 
it was cool that we saw like two different approaches between last week mm-hmm. with Cody and then this week with Carla. So let's go through what Carla does. She smartly says that she wants to make a bracelet or a necklace for her wife for her birthday. So she's going to ask James for his beads. Um, also, she's saying, yeah, it's BS. Her birthday is in February, which technically is true. It is coming up just right. more just months away. Very, very much, many months away. <laughs> so she will offer to trade him some beads to which he's like, ah, just take it. Okay, good trust. Good trust here. Yep, starting off, starting off on a high note. That one was and Gio shows up and she barters with him to get the water bead, but she goes like, whoa, no, I like that one. So what do you want? Well, okay. So she's going to give him all the decoy beads for his water bead. Two down. She knows that she can't be too pushy, but there is an urgency. And the light goes off and she's going to use her earring to barter, which with Cassidy, she's like, I'll give you my earring. And Cassidy's like, no, that's okay. And Carl's like, no, it would be my honor. And bam, she got <laughs> no, it. Could, yeah. And then the second earring goes to Lindsay and she's like, so you'll always remember me. And I'm like, it's blue tribe, Coco. Remember me. Boom. I love this. Um, <laughs> she's good at improv. Very, very good at improv. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing this really swiftly. Um, mm-hmm. The bartering idea was very, um, very smart. Very smart. Um, she's one beat away from having her immunity idol. And it all comes down to Ryan. And she says that they're trading pieces of each other to remember each other. And he says he likes the bracelet. So, she can switch socks with him. No, 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 not going to work. <laughs> she don't want no baby shark. Do, 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 do. Um, so Carla goes to plan B. She mentions the turquoise that he wants to get for his girlfriend. And the collective fuck from all the gays watching the show is let out. Yes, besties. He is off the market. And he is also true. <laughs> oh, devastating to hear. <laughs> hear the amount of that. people who I have had messages from being like, Ryan's hot. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's gorgeous yep. and he knows it. Oh, yep. He will offer the turquoise beads for the last three beads of his bag. And he agrees. She has an idol. She has her vote. And I have to say, this was brilliant social game. Carla is a contender for the crown. She has the confidence boost. I hope she doesn't get an ego out of this, but I don't think she's that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is truly like a masterful social play and like, you know, I feel like Survivor struggles to so- show a social game, and like this is a perfect example of it. Like the fact that she is able to know, like each person, like how she should go about. Like Ryan, oh, she knows that his girlfriend likes turquoise. Like just amazing, um, all around. And yeah, I think um, she definitely will. I mean, she mentions getting a confidence boost from this. So yeah, I don't think she'll get a big ego about it, um, but definitely like towards the end game could be could be seen as a threat. Um, I yeah, think right this now, was yeah. Go ahead. Oh, right now she's just in a great spot um, all around. So yeah, I, I think this was a winning move from Carla. Uh, keep an eye on her. But what's really, I'm going to give credit to Survivor. This is the first time an advantage has been a really a social advantage for mm-hmm. a game advantage. Whoever came up with this, kudos. This was so smart. We have mm-hmm. seen two different approaches, but very similar from two very, very different kinds of people. I'm very excited to see who the fuck is going to get it on our yellow tribe because oh. <laughs> I want it to be over so bad because I know it's going to go bad. Oh, yeah. I, that would be great TV. Um, and, yeah, I agree. Like, this advantage, I like it a lot more than the uh, silly phrases thing because a, a lot <laughs> of this one, like you mentioned, is very social advantage. Like, you have to really work your social bonds mm-hmm. to get it um, as opposed to, yeah, you know, the old school idols where you just could get lucky and find it. Um, right. But, yeah, with this one, too, um, I like that it's not going to be as cross-tribe, like, where... Because I feel like that takes away the um, how strong the, like, idol can be if all three of the people like who would say the phrases uh, would mm-hmm. know who was the idol in the other tribe. Whereas this one, like it's a little bit harder to figure out. Um, so the idols have more power, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant advantage. I am um, interested, very interested to see who does it on uh, Baca. Right. And I think <laughs> what's going to be fun for Carla is if James is going to be wearing his own bracelet, like at all times, not knowing what she has her own bracelet, I think the other tribes who know about this, like Cody might see James and be like, he's got one. Yeah. This is fun. This is really fun. Yeah. It's gonna, good job, it's Survivor. Really interesting to see how it pays off. Um, yeah. Um, 
I hope Jeff didn't come up with this because I don't want to give him the credit. But Jeff, if you did, <laughs> begrudgingly give him credit for this. If he gave. All right, we're going to head to the water for it's time for immunity. And first look at the new Vessi tribe. Justine voted out this week, and we actually do have some shocked wows from the peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah. But also, they were standing there for how long before Jeff asked that question? Oh, Come yeah. on. Oh, so fake. Like, obviously, Come on. the platform. And then, yeah, it's very much to pretend to be shocked. Like, why are you really shocked that they voted Justine off? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, for this challenge, they have to leap off a tall tower into the ocean, climb a stack of crates to dive into the water to retrieve a key. Once they retrieve all three keys, the two remaining players will unlock the pizza to a turtle puzzle. First two tribes to finish win immunity in addition to first place getting a survivor toolkit and fruit. Second tribe gets a smaller toolkit and smaller fruit. Losers go to tribal and they lose their flint. Coco has to sit one player out. They sit out Geo. Doesn't really matter in this, this, this challenge. It's really an even playing field. Mm-hmm. how would you do in this challenge which part would you do um, i would be in the water for me that's my part yeah i think i would too like the puzzle i feel like i you know can be good at puzzles but it really is that you're you know you're the hero moment you have to have yeah. and you either too early for a hero but, moment but yeah the, the swim um the swimming i'm not the best swimmer i mean i used to swim as a kid but um that would be you know what i'd have to do the diving part oh. would suck um because i'm not great at that <laughs> But mm-hmm. between the options, got to go with, yeah. Yeah, one. I think for this kind of challenge, this is the one you definitely want to go for. Unless you're, like, terrified of water, this this is definitely the ch- the right part of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Now, before we start, of course, the show, and with this plot line, this episode, is going to give us the, uh, of course, moment of Noelle removing her leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, who has to retrieve it later? Is it her or the show? It's gonna like <laughs> pop the leg on her the, on the boat. Like what? Oh, how did that happen? Debate. Yeah, I was I was very curious about that. <laughs> when that's that, like the behind the scenes moment. I was like, just, her? right? Like just show us, please. Just tell us how it works. Yeah, very curious about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, with one leg, she really is gonna kill this challenge. <laughs> like absolutely amazing job. Now, Dwight, Cassidy, Owen are in the water first. It's pretty much an even match with Cassidy needing to put on her goggles before she dives in, which she ultimately doesn't even end up using. Now, did we notice that this is a water challenge and there is Lil Geo on the sidelines checking that bench for a clue? Smart man, but come on, it's a new season. They're not going to do that again. Yeah, I mean, you might as well try. Of course, <laughs> you know, of course. But yeah, that was uh, funny. I also, like, I think in terms of fairness, there was never going to be a chance that they would have put anything there because... That means that tribe was the only one to have access yeah, to that advantage. So good, good thought process, Geo. It was not going to be there. Never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I think if anything, it would be in the post-merge. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, hey, Geo, maybe that's a sign you're going to do it later on. Yep. That could be a little foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. Noel, hopping on the crates. Honestly, good on you. That was a boss ass move. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. Great episode for her. <laughs> Puzzle time. We have Ellie and Janine on yellow, Lindsay and Ryan for blue, and Jesse and Neca for red. This is a fairly simple puzzle. Pieces are large on the larger side, so it really should come down to seconds. I know there are a lot of pieces, and with a lot of lack of real estate to put the pieces, sure, it can get confusing, but compared to some of the other puzzles we've seen, this one just looked easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it did look simpler. This is NECA looking for redemption, um, but alas, it does not happen. It's a safe week for yellow as they win immunity. Comes down to blue versus red. And once again, red, bad at puzzles. They lose, blue coming second. And now we have a little twist. Baka now has the power to send one person from Vessi, one person from Coco to go on a journey because Jeff Probst loves journeys. <laughs> they select Noel and James. And oh yeah, one more person from your tribe. Um, it's going to be Owen. They hop on the boat, and when I say they hop on the boat, literally Noelle is hopping. <laughs> yep, she like they couldn't give her the leg there, and then that moment. Yeah, definitely for a TV moment. <laughs> totally. Dwight says losing another challenge in a row feels awful. They may say they are Vessie family, but now it comes down to strength. He says Neck and Jesse could not clutch it out. The heat is on them. We're going to go a little out of order. We're going to start with the journey and, and focus on what we learn in this moment. So mm-hmm. 
Noelle is going to the tribal, so she doesn't know if it's the best idea for her to be away from camp as she was on the wrong end of the Vos last tribal. We get to the sign that says, enter the jungle, then follow the path to look at where they will make a group decision. It's take this time to get to know each other, blah, 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 nothing new here. But Noelle does not want to climb that mountain. Do you think she had the right leg for mountain climbing? <laughs> nope, she did not. <laughs> no. Um, Cause they couldn't be like, she couldn't be like, wait, can you go back to camp and get me the other leg? Because that one's better for this. <laughs> Didn't work. Nope. No chance for it. <laughs> she says, if you want something to happen, go out and make it happen. Cue the flashback. This is now her second flashback we've got from her. Mm-hmm. Noelle shares that she was a three sport athlete. Her dream was to play collegiate lacrosse and, and she did earn a division one scholarship. We hear her discuss her moped accident once again, where she did lose her leg. She thought her life was over, but that single moment didn't define her. She says the process to getting back on the field was challenging, but by her junior year, she was the first above-knee amputee to play lacrosse, and then a year and a half later, she qualified for her first Paralympic Games in Tokyo, placing sixth in the world. She is here to prove that anyone can play Survivor, and she is there to do whatever it takes. Another fascinating edit for this episode. We have now had both Neka and Noel with a backstory, we are going to hear Jesse's backstory about struggling of who he will vote for. But again, it all comes down to the mood of the music. If you want to know who's going to triumph, listen to how the music will manipulate her mind. That yeah. music she had was so like, like it was like she's winning gold medal here. Yeah, it was very yeah. triumphant. It was the very like inspiring, you know, edit, which I, you know, I feel like going into the season, I figured she'd get at some point. So um, surprise it you know didn't come go here but uh yeah it was cl- very clearly um you know the positive positive edit music so um yeah she yeah be, especially the, compared uh, to NECA yeah. yeah Noelle will reveal that tribal didn't go how she wanted to last time and tells James and Owen that if they throw her a bone she promises them come merge she will look at them in the eye and do it a three She's being very open to do whatever she could to get an advantage. And once again, we have a moment where they have to decide who's going to risk the vote. James and Owen will say they will protect their vote so Noelle can get an advantage because it all comes down to loyalty. Owen says he knows she's in the bottom and needs an advantage, and James hopes she will take out a big threat from her tribe. Was this the right move for each of them? Um, I honestly... I'm not sure. I was, I mean, I think for Noelle to share that she's on the bottom, actually, I mean, it's going to work out for her, obviously. But Absolutely. Besides being results-based, I think it actually um, could be beneficial. You know, I think they, I could definitely see them as a three, um, you know, if they all make it to the merge. And so for them to, you know, have this mutual like trust building, um, I actually think I would, I would lean toward it being uh, good for, um, for Owen and, um, on my blank note who else was there james <laughs> and james uh yeah it could um and i think you know n- with them knowing that noelle was likely going to risk it there's really no point into trying because then they could actually lose their vote right. exactly um, so yeah i think this trust building is you know going to be more beneficial than them potentially having the chance at um at that advantage yeah i think owen definitely did not need the advantage here because he is the middle vote at right now on his tribe like Mm -hmm. he needs that vote to decide who's going to go home next james on the other hand he could have taken the risk because their tribe is doing very well um and even if he didn't have a vote he could still be in the majority um for whoever goes home first and again it doesn't look like he's in any trouble because everyone likes him yeah but no, I think this was the right move for all three. And let's head back to our red tribe. So Neko apologizes for the puzzle. She takes accountability at, that she let her tribe down. She knows she has to lose something big, a.k.a. another tribe member. Little does she know it's going to be herself. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, getting really, uh, really sad about having to vote someone out just to know that uh, it was likely going to be her. <laughs> Friends, that's the kiss of death line. If you are that confident you're staying, you are not. Yep. Neck and Dwight take a walk and she is brazen and tells him that she will not leave Cody and Jesse, which leaves Noelle. She will say that it rips her apart badly, but hey, this is the game. And I was like, why are you telling him this? Yeah. It's because it's now saying (laughs) you're number four. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, yeah, just a 
very bad misplay here. <laughs> like we have seen yeah, emotional players. Like, yeah. This was too emotional. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Noelle inspires NECA, but she didn't know this game was hard. She feels like she let her down and her tribe down. And I'm like, girl, you know, this is going to come down to you. So Cody and Jesse want to switch things up and don't want to keep losing. Cody will throw out NECA's name and say that she has been adamant about doing the puzzles and has let them down. He will say that Noelle did just as good as anybody in the water. Cody will say it comes down to loyalty or strength, which I feel like is the, 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 the canon line that everyone says every episode when it comes to who you're going to vote out. Yep. <laughs> but he will say that they have made their bed with NECA and maybe that is where they made their mistake, getting aligned with the least physical player. He also knows she won't go against them, so may, they may have to lie in the bed they made. Jesse has a stronger bond with NECA and she reminds him of his mom who passed away. We do have a moment in flashback where it is not about an actual player, but a loved one of a player. I feel like that's a first. Yeah, that uh, I feel like I, don't know, I can't remember any time we've seen that before. I was like, she, who is this lady? She's not even on the show. Yeah. We're not seeing any of the players on in these photos. Right. Uh, so just, yeah. Jesse it. says she raised five children, didn't give birth to it. She had her own ministry where she feeds the homeless and NECA has all of those things too. She told him that her house is an open door for family and friends and she has her own ministries. So voting for NECA feels like he is voting out his own mom, which we all know Jeff Ropes loves that. Jeff would have loved it, yeah. (laughs) He's going to have to think through whether he's going to do it. And this is really the first time we have seen an emotional side of Jesse, um, which is very fascinating. I'm still not sold that he's not going to be a, end game player yeah this was um i mean i feel like jesse is very or you know at, up, up until this point is in a in a great spot um but yeah here it's uh i you know i didn't really know expect the uh, neca jesse i thought it was more like a neca cody um yeah. Duo, but yeah it was uh interesting to see this and i think um it is it is probably one of those situations where he is going to be a deep player deep end game player yeah. So we're, we're getting this a little early for him, but uh, yeah, I, I, I see him here for the long run. Um, so it's interesting. We got even more, more personal content from him. Dwight's biggest concern going into tribal is Jesse as he has burned him once. He is concerned that the voting block of three might vote him, out him or Noel. So whatever happened on Noel's journey will determine what happens at tribal. Cut to Noel returning and says that she didn't want to risk anything. So she doesn't and didn't want to risk not having a vote. So she tells them to search her bag. Well, she lying. Her inner Survivor fan is loving her for not giving them anything. She hopes they bought it, but now she has to solidify her spot. We're going to have the music change a little bit to a slightly like Dumbo soundtrack as she shares that typically you don't share that you have an advantage, but she's going to tell Dwight that she has one. And for Survivor first, she has hidden her advantage in her foot. Literally. Yes, friends, in her mechanical leg. I had to laugh a little bit. Yeah. I love she that. was laughing at it. Oh, yeah. She's definitely playing, uh, you know, playing fun with it. And um, I was obsessed with this. I mean, the foot in the, the foot hiding space. Um, amazing. I don't know, like, the mechanics of the cover. So I'm sure she's thought out this before she did it. But yeah. could you just imagine that like shifts just a little bit and makes her like just accidentally fall? <laughs> like that's what I yeah. fear because then your cover's blown. Um, and also like how big, like the thing looked pretty big to be just sitting in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused with the mechanics of it, um, but I'm here for it. And I, I think it's going to be a great moment if she pulls it out of her foot at Tribal. <laughs> you know she will. You know she's gag. like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, she's got um, to make it a moment. <laughs> and I think that's why the editors are going to lean into her a lot because Jeff's like, we're going to have a huge iconic moment. It's going to be on all the news stations. It's going to be a thing. Yeah, it's... Uh, Jeffrey really, really like, just wants that Emmy Award. Yeah. <laughs> he really is trying for it. Yes, he, um, he is. Matt, this, uh, you know, with a lot of these little editing tricks too. Um, but yeah, I, I was uh, very happy with for Noel here. Um, this is a great moment, and uh, I think she's, you know, set up well with this, um, yeah. especially when, you know, if she doesn't need to use it. 
She has earned a steal of vote. Um, it is insanely important and it's perfect for them as she could make a big game move now. She felt burnt by Jesse and are trying to gauge with him. If they feel untrustworthy with him, they could steal his vote and she and Dwight will have control. For her, this tribal is about reassuring she will be there when she wakes up. So let's go ahead to Jeff's evil lair with quite the haunting demonic voices underscoring as they arrive. <laughs> he starts with a challenge and calls out NECA for the puzzle. She does take accountability, but she says it was a team effort as they were all part of it. Jesse shares that he does jigsaw puzzles at home with his kids, but this is different. People are yelling at them, including Mr. Jeffrey Probst, but they're just not operating at their best. Um, do you do uh, do jigsaw puzzles for fun? Um, occasionally, like I, I'm not doing them like on a consistent basis, but yeah. uh, I would definitely, you know, if I ever were <laughs> expecting to go on Survivor, I'd have to, you know, be practicing a lot all the time. Absolutely. Maybe even have yeah. like a Jeff Probst yelling in the background to like really <laughs> put me in the put a me Jeff Probst or one of your um, friends just screaming at you. Yeah, that could probably be. Uh, <laughs> what I would probably do is I would go to one of my go-to bars, sit at the end of the bar on like a Friday or Saturday night with all the homos screaming and dancing around me and see if I uh-huh. can make it work. If yeah. I can do it in that setting, I could do it anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the ultimate test. <laughs> Literally, because all my eye would be doing like, oh, my God, hot boys, hot boys, how am I focusing? You That's have even the more dist- uh, yeah, even more distractions, honestly. Especially because on Survivor, let's be real, we have seen outlines of things on this show. They're right in your face. Yep. That's probably why I'm not going to be on the show. I'm, I would get so distracted. <laughs> yeah. My luck, I would be on this season with Chris Underwood. Yep. I would be <laughs> distracted. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're referring to, just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> it's out there oh, it sure is now NECA says there are a lot of heartbreak but they're back at tribal they lost out on immunity they lost out on reward but the worst part is losing another tribe member she understood the physical and mental part about coming on to Survivor but did not understand that you care about the people you met a few days ago as they're your family I guess it's kind of like the same way like when you go to sleepaway camp or or, or things like that like you don't think you're going to be close with people, then you become close. Mm-hmm. No, I think I would I would probably underestimate that too. And especially like, because you literally, as Cody mentions, you have no distractions. Like it's just pure like time with spent with these people all day, every day. Yeah. And they've been there for what, a week now? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of time and um, can definitely understand why she's heartbroken. <laughs> Cody but. can relate. Um, and he's going to try to do math at how many hours they've been there. He thinks it's about a 200. NECA pipes in 168. She knows exactly. Uh, a, lot, a lot of hours. Um, there are no outside distractions, so they're devoted to each other. There is a lot of game to play still, though. So which path are they going to take? Stronger loyalty. Dwight says it's not about choosing one. It's about choosing the right balance for each of them, and they will see in the vote which path they choose. Noel says it sucks that the time is ticking, and she was not there, and she was on the bottom of the last vote. She says coming in she has a lot to prove and she wants to prove to herself and wants to continue to play. Yeah, Jeff says, a... it... yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. I feel like this is another sign that's like, clearly she's, she's going to be staying. Um, mm-hmm. So now it's, you know, basically um, what, if she's going to need to use the advantage or not. Right. Um, is the question going in. <laughs> now Jeff will say it would be easy for the other four to just vote Noel. And Jesse says, yeah. And not only was she not there for the conversation, but she went on a journey. So know what she has they have no idea and it might be an approach on what they do dwight is very confident that the vote will go how he wants it to go cody is like at a nine out of ten jesse is extremely confident neca says nine and jesse's like we're all using different scales i don't know this works i do surveys on the side and this is like not how i this is not computing for me so jeff's like let's do it your way ten is i know for certain one is i have no idea so now we have dwight at a nine cody at nine jesse at ten neca has now bumped up to (laughs) 9.5 And Noelle is at a five. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Noelle is like, I could be a five because I have no idea what will happen, or I could be a five because maybe something will go my way. I don't think that's how a five works, but sure. Yeah. She's, I, I think she misunderstood the math here, but uh, yeah. it was a fun, fun, really fun moment. Uh, clearly, Jeff was eating it up too. Oh, he was loving it. He's like, oh my God, this is so fun. He's like, I have a hard on now for, <laughs> for Jeffy. <laughs> And with that, it is time to vote. And Jeff tells Noelle to vote. And at this moment, she does nothing. Jeff returns with the votes and 
no idle or advantages played. And with a vote of four to one, NECA is voted out with NECA placing her vote on Noel. Was this the right move? Could Noel and Dwight have used this moment to blindside Jesse? Yeah, I think I ultimately think it was the best move for uh, the Noel and Dwight um, because, you know, having to use the advantage this early mm-hmm. definitely, um, you know, feels like it might be a waste. Um, but yeah, for I think for Jesse and Cody, maybe it would have been smart for them to keep NECA. Um, and, you know, if they do have to go back to tribal, then they know they still have a numbers advantage. Um, but yeah, I could see it both ways. Um, I think blindsiding Jesse um, right now is not necessarily the move, um, especially now that they have a two. I mean, it'll be two, two theoretically, but they do have, they do still have that advantage. Right. And I think Dwight is in the best position here. He really is in the middle because he can easily go with Noel because he knows what she has and knows how they can take a vote away and have the advantage, or he can stay with Cody and Jesse and then have the majority. So he is in a perfect position. Now I'm very curious to see how he's going to play it. Um, So very curious to see how he goes. Noel, this was obviously going to be her best move. Um, She still has the advantage. She can use it down the line. Um, she must have had some intel from Jesse, knowing that Jesse and Cody were going to flip on NECA. Um, Cody, I don't think it really affected that much. I don't think it really matters to him. Jesse is the one I'd be worried about because mm-hmm. I think they're all on to him, even Cody. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think his gameplay has been transparent a little bit. Um, and, you know, going in like a few episodes back, I did think he was in a great middle position, but. Um, yeah, like you said, I think Dwight is definitely that guy now um, and can really, you know, he has several options of what he can do moving forward. Yep. So hopefully they can just avoid tribal. <laughs> I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. What is NECA's legacy? Um, I honestly don't think she'll be super memorable. Um, she'll just kind of be, you know, another one of those... Um, women who was seen as like a you know challenge liability mm-hmm. um you know she had she had her personal content so she I, she's not gonna be completely forgettable um but yeah i honestly don't think she was uh giving much <laughs> on the gameplay yeah side, i, I so. think she she was lacking in the physical gameplay she was a good person and i think um she should take advantage of her moment and 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 get help to the people that she wants to help and you know the Survivor fans will help her out if, if they're willing to. So yeah. use this moment, lady. You got it. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I really think, uh, you know, I think she'll be remembered for what you said. But uh, she also, uh, I see, you know, I see this disgust in like the Survivor communities of like you, that killer instinct to win the game. And I just don't think she had mm-hmm. it. So. No, not at all. She was very, she, if she got emotional already three votes in she was never going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. She was kind of just, if anything, going to be like, you know, the older person dragged to the yeah. end and then cut unceremoniously. <laughs> Who's in danger, girl? Um, I mean, like we discussed, definitely Jesse could see um, him being, you know, one of the next few boots. Um, Yellow Tribe, definitely Ellie, like we discussed. Um, she really dug her hole. I want to see her burn so badly. Yeah. If anything, Janine would be like if, you know, they're splitting the vote or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then Blue Tribe, I really don't know. <laughs> like, so here, here's my there? question. Um, I know 41 and 42, we didn't really, we didn't do like um, a, a tribal swap. No, nothing fun there. I kind of want it. I miss it because it really helps with the, the dynamics and the late stage of the game, how things can shift right. and play around. Oh, yeah. At this point in time, I could just see Blue maybe losing one person to the merge if there's no shakeup. And that's boring to me because we've literally seen it the past two seasons, one yeah. of which was a Blue Tribe. Exactly. And the thing is, they have, like, it, it seems like there's, you know, a lot of dynamics there socially of, like, who's in control. I think Carla... And uh, even James might be like those middle players, but like we have not yet to see it. And honestly, I, I think we could see them just win every challenge, which, you know, I, I, you know, the new era of it all of like the no swaps, I think was interesting for 41 and 42, but like, yeah, let's, let's bring them back. Let's bring the swaps back because, um, you know, we still do have those like 
the journey is, is kind of like the way for the mm-hmm. there to be cross tribe things. But I think a swap, like, you know, this season could really benefit from a swap, especially because there's been the one tribe that hasn't lost at all. Right. And I think if as 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 Survivor fans, you know how the numbers work when the merge is approximately going to come, you know, maybe it'll be shifty, whatever, whatever. But if they keep winning and then lose one challenge, maybe you throw it right before the merge and get out Ryan. Otherwise, he's probably going to dominate in the challenges. Yeah. So I don't know who's in danger there, except for maybe Ryan because he's too strong. Yeah, exactly. I could I could see a situation where, you know, if they happen to lose right before or maybe if they even throw a challenge, which um, could potentially be smart to do right before the merge. Yeah, they could definitely take him out as the as the uh, odd man out. Um and I would just hope that the string of women getting voted out doesn't continue because it's been uh, brutal. It's not cute. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, not 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 pretty. Yeah. But after three episodes, the winner of the season is. I'm gonna stick with Carla. <laughs> I am too. This yeah, episode was huge for her. Yeah, great episode for her. Um, and she's like, I feel like she's consistently getting content despite the uh, the tribe not going to tribal yet. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Carla. Got to support the DC Kickball guys. <laughs> yeah, I think this was such a good episode for her. I mean, I know like some of those uh, uh, Instagram uh, accounts, like who's the winner of the episode? Most people are gonna say Noel. I'm gonna go with Carla. I really think she is solidifying um, why a good social game is key to winning Survivor. For sure. Yeah, it was uh, it was great to see that you know shown in the edit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would, there is an argument for Nicole, I mean, Nicole, Noelle, <laughs> um, being the star of the episode because, you know, she avoided getting voted out here, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Carla MVP right here. I mean, Noelle has definitely got a lot of airtime this episode. I know it was very much plotline related. Is she a long finale to potentially, um, we have seen last season that you can be very heavy handed in um, showing a certain player and then they win. Um, yeah. Marianne definitely was that person last season. Noelle's kind of falling into that. So I want, I don't think the show would be going back to back doing yeah. like, here's your person. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they'd be things that. Like that. Um, um, but yeah, I think the two of them have um, interesting journeys to go to the end. Jesse is still up there because they're showing a lot about him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ruling out Geo either. Uh, on Geo, yeah, I, I could see it. Um, I just think they want a tiny little gay to win again. Um, they need be, another tiny gay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, he can come out uh, of the cracks. The last two uh, tiny gays they got didn't do it. Yeah, that's disappointing. Um, but yeah, I could see him definitely coming out strong um, once we get to the merge or even in the next few episodes. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see. I think he's in a good yeah, spot. Yeah, I, I, th- I think talking through this episode with you, I'm back on board for like Survivor 43. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, t- it took to this episode because finally there were yeah. interesting things and the player I'm rooting for did something amazing. So good yeah. job, Survivor. Always great to see. Um, and yeah, let's, let's let the LGBTs <laughs> dominate. Yeah, the absolutely. You know what? We need a full season, uh, a full queer season. That way we oh. definitely get a winner. Yep. Just to ensure it. <laughs> You can put one ally on each tribe and that's it. Yeah, the secret ally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. That would be you know what? (laughs) We need we need a showmance of gays. That's what the show has never had. Give it to us. Yeah, seriously. I would I will be the sacrificial lamb. Put a twink on there, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh god. One day, Jeffrey. Come on, make make the conservatives freak the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, as if they aren't already. <laughs> Literally. All right, well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to talk about? Um, yeah, so social media, um, I'm Connor Howe on Instagram. It's probably where I am the most. Um, that's C-O-N-O-R-H-O-W. Um, Twitter, what is my Twitter handle? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... Um, I don't, unfortunately, they don't, uh, my Twitter and Instagram are the same, but my in Twitter is Con D Hal, so C O N D H O W. Um, a lot of reality TV tweeting is basically all I do in there, some shit posting. I love it. But um, yeah, no, nothing uh, project wise, really. Um, so yeah, check me out on those socials. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for chatting. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me.
The biggest thanks to Connor for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocksock to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>